Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, so I'm glad that I took, you know, 30 minutes making notes, and now SB Nation's platform is, you know, just totally not working. So, oh, that was kind of worthless, but whatever. Oh, hello, Nats Sound. Welcome to Nats Nightly <laughs> Weekly, where we're taking a break from reading Brian Leo Malley's Snot Girl Volume 2 to talk about the Nationals last couple weeks without our notes because SB Nation stinks. Anyway, yeah. we'll start with <laughs> we'll start with Max Scherzer on the mound last night, doghouse. Three straight from the Orioles. He ended up going eight innings, two hits, one walk, twelve Ks on hundred and eleven pitches, a dominant outing. I'd tell you what Buckstro Walter said about him, but our notes are unavailable as I mentioned. <laughs> I, I, I believe he's up to ten uh scoreless innings at this point, 10, I'm sorry, 10 straight starts without a loss. Just a really dominant outing last night, kept the hitters off balance the whole night. And he said it was a tweak in his delivery, changed the mechanics a little bit. I finally pulled up what Buck Walter had to say about him after the game, because it was actually a good quote and worth noting. And what was no, that? He said he doesn't lose anything as the game goes on. I don't think that anybody doubts that he's that physically he could have pitched the ninth inning, but uh, you don't like that it's against you, but that's what top pitchers in the game do. You see their whole repertoire. The guy's got change-up plus breaking ball, a fastball, and both are really four quadrants. He elevates it, and it's like you can kind of – you read hitters swings well. He remembers that bats what a guy did the last time. You can see he's making adjustments in-game. I had a very nice view of him from the dangerous lower level uh, press box at Oriole Park at Canyon Yard yesterday where you have to watch every pitch of every game essentially or you might get hit in the head with a foul ball. Uh, I'm sure it looks great on TV at home too, but Max Scherzer was just completely dominant last night in that game. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I, I was doing my, my typical pre-show trolling through NAP stats looking for, for – uh, uh, notable things and looking at the pitchers, uh, you know, you look at a guy like, like Doolittle, who is a strikeout guy, a high leverage guy, a closer. And I'm making quotes with my fingers. He strikes out 40% or 41% of batters he faces so far this season, which is crazy, but you expect that because, you know, he's a reliever, they have short outings and, and you can get really skewed results like that. Scherzer strikes out 39% of hitters he faces this season. So that that is just absolutely nutty out of a starter who goes pretty long almost every appearance he has. And we, we saw it again last night. Eight eight innings, what, 12, 12 Ks, one walk. Uh, that slider, which he's sort of been moving away from this season, uh, really had a lot of movement to it, just sweeping across the whole plate. And it was interesting. I went back and looked at the pitch usage. As always, take this with a little bit of a grain of salt with these pitch classifications. But usually, if, if you think he's going to throw a 14-pitch inning, he'll throw seven fastballs, two sliders, two cutters, two changes, and a curve. Last <laughs> night, he he took one of those cutters and made it a slider. So instead, he's – and it's okay – I'll grant you it's a little silly to, to say you throw the same pitch mix each inning. You don't. You mix it up, especially if you're a guy with five decent pitches like, like Max. But uh, the slider was really working, and so he leaned on it. And, again, there's, there's that experience. There's what the top-level guy can show you. He'll figure out what's working on a given night, 
and he'll make the most of it. And the most of it that we saw last night was uh, an awful lot of silly-looking hitters uh, down in Baltimore. Not many pitchers have done it, but I think at this point in the season, you might actually make a case for Max Scherzer not only being the, in the lead for the Cy Young and very early, obviously, but he could be in line for a fourth one if he keeps doing what he's doing. Uh, would you make an argument for him for MVP at this point, too, in the National League? He's clearly one of the most dominant pitchers, if not one of the most dominant players overall. I didn't look at overall uh, Fangraph war statistics, but I guess he's at or near the top of that list for everyone involved. Uh, well, he, if, if you look on the Nats, the two most valuable players on the team are Bryce Harper and Trey Turner, worth a little, a little over one and a half war apiece. Oh, except for Max Scherzer, who's been worth three and a half war. So uh, I, I think you can certainly make the case that uh, so far, Max has been the best pitcher in the league. And he, he does not have a silly argument for being the most valuable player, period, at all. I mean, okay, he's a pitcher. They have their own award, but darn it. Three and a half war in a quarter of a season as a pitcher is just, okay, a third of a season, I guess. It's just crazy, crazy. You can't have a pitcher having a 10-war season, and that's what we're on pace to do right now. Um, Scherz is off to a real good start. It is early, of course, to be making those predictions. Also early to be uh, fawning over <laughs> what we're seeing from 19-year-old Juan Soto, who's now 11 for 28, 393, 485, 607, three doubles, a home run, five walks and five Ks, and nine games before last night uh, went one for four. He's done some impressive things in this series. Uh, he made a strong throw in on a relay the other night that cut down a runner at the plate for what would have been a game tying run ended up being saving it from nationals at that point from getting tied up. They won the game by one run. I don't think there's anything more impressive that I've seen though, than uh, last night's his final at bat of the game, uh, three straight, three straight change ups to him. So you'd think they might mix it up a little bit on that fourth pitch. Instead, they throw another change up. He's a left, it ends up somewhere in the right-handed batter's box to the point where it's comical looking on the game day's uh, like pitch tracker, but somehow threw his bat at it, popped it out in the short left field for an RBI single, second run of the game, the only needed one and nothing win, but really just a, a ridiculous piece of hitting right there from a kid who's 19 years old in the majors, uh, t- getting tested every day and basically passing all of the tests so far. Once uh, Davey Martinez said afterwards, that's just good hitting. They threw him a lot of off-speed pitches today, but he takes good swings. He's battled, and it's a learning process for him. He's doing really well, knocked in a big run for us. He also said that if you notice, he's got an unbelievable two-strike approach. He really does, which is a verbal tick that Martinez has. It's very funny. He really says everything and then really says it again. He spreads out and just uses his hands and puts puts the ball in play. I'm looking at the picture of that right now. It is literally like uh, not only the whole plate away, but another body away in the opposite batter's box, and he somehow punched that out there. Uh, just continues to impress, and uh, we'll get to it in a second, but stick with what he's done on the field so far and then the roster machinations after uh, hear what you have to say about what you've seen from Juan Soto early. Uh, we're, we're seeing so far – what looks like a very mature, well-rounded player. Um, Seeing him up at the top of the order, Mrs. Doghouse has been yelling and yelling at the team for swinging early in counts. And, you know, Trey Turner 
flying out harmlessly to the outfield on the first pitch of the game. Uh, so seeing a guy with a mature plate approach like Soto who can take a pitch, uh, not chase balls out of the zone, but then you see this right now for me, the, the thing I can compare it with the most is, uh, do, do you remember that home run that Hunter Pence got off of Jordan Zimmerman uh, a few <laughs> seasons ago where it was like up at his eyes and somehow Chin he got back on it and put it over the fence. Um, this was like that nutty of a hit. And I, I went back and looked at the at bat on, uh, on Brooks baseball and the plot of the pitch FX data. It is, it is the entire width of the strike zone off the strike zone. <laughs> so take the plate and then move it over the width of the plate. And then like just off the black, uh, off the edge of that plate, is where that ball was, and it was up a little, and he hit it, and he kept it fair. That's the thing. He didn't just make contact with it. He got it over the infield and, and dropped it in for, for a fair ball. That's, that's just some, some crazy back control. And he was choked up like an inch or two on the bat to do that. I, this is one of those, how was it physically possible to do that? and make it look like you meant to do it for someone with such good plate discipline anyhow. This is – I'm starting to rant a little bit, and I found myself getting annoyed about how FP and Bob wouldn't shut up about this hit, but now I'm starting to understand their perspective a little bit. Um, small sample size, yes, but but gosh, fun to watch. And he's going to give the Nationals some tough decisions coming up here. Uh, Adam Eaton heading out this weekend uh, for a rehab stint. He's going to start playing some games after he had surgery about a month ago. Uh, less than a month ago, I should say, to clear up the ankle. There was a cartilage issue going on there after he injured it, after he had surgery the previous year. So counting on him being back on the field, we're taking a lot for granted at this point. But if and when he does come back, they're going to have some tough decisions to make. Soto, as we mentioned, just 19, uh, never played above double A. If they have Eaton coming back, you have Michael A. Taylor struggling out there. My preference at this point, if Eaton can handle center, put him in center, Soto in left, uh, Bryce Harper out there in right. No, I'm not going to bench Bryce Harper, even though I'm sure there's some Nat fans who want to see that happen because they're ridiculous at times. <laughs> But uh, if you're David, if you're David Martinez, uh, you're not gonna. I'm not putting Matt uh, Adams back out there over any of those guys. Brian Goodwin's on his way back too, so that's gonna make it even tougher. But how are you lining things up if and when the Nationals are able to get healthy out there? Wow, um, this this is is really a tough one because you you think about who are the other most productive guys in the lineup right now. It's uh, it's Matt Adams and Mark Reynolds. And I, I know you want to talk later about what happens when Zim comes back, but those are some yeah. guys that you can maybe, maybe hide in the corner positions in the outfield. Uh, even when, uh, when Taylor is on, he's not as, uh, as good offensively as, as any of the three potential replacements here, you know, Eaton Harper Soto uh, uh, with the asterisks next to Soto in that, you know, he's, he's, got to get a little bit exposed here before we, we believe that what we've seen in a few games against teams that have been struggling, let's not get too excited folks. It was the Padres and the O's uh, before we decide he's, uh, you know, really all that in a bag of chips, but it's, it's tough. Uh, I think that uh, we're going to be in a situation here where one of Goodwin or Taylor is not going to be on the roster. 
not not going to be on the 25 man if everyone's healthy all at once. I, I don't think you can make the case that they're going to be more productive than Eaton. Um, Soto might play his way to staying on the lineup, and I, I don't think there's going to be room for uh, Taylor and Goodwin as uh, the the fifth outfielder sort of defensive guy. I mean, is, is Stevenson still still even on the team before I assume he is long gone? Uh, he is on the roster at the moment. He seems like a good candidate to get sent down for sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't see him him persisting up uh, up with the big league club very long. But uh, th- the one real wild card is, are you going to accept Eaton with all of the trouble he's had with his legs playing in center? Because m- yeah. much as I complain about uh, MAT's swing-happy approach, he is a plus defender out there. And you're you're definitely going to lose some runs, I think, if you put Eaton in there and say, all right, you know, get to as many as you can get to. Um, so that, that, that's going to be the thing that, uh, that keeps him, uh, keeps him in the, uh, on the roster is uh, Davey not wanting to make that defensive trade-off. But then that, that becomes tough because where do you start Eaton? Right. If you put Eaton in left, possibly Soto in center, I'm not sure you want to put that kind of pressure on Soto. There's a lot of running around out there. Uh, he's got the speed. I, I haven't seen him, uh, not too much of him in left. Uh, honestly, I didn't watch much of his minor league career. Just followed the stats out there, but I'm sure he could handle center. I don't know if they necessarily want a guy as big as him and as good as he is putting all that effort into the defense and right out there, but also, I don't know about Bryce Harper and him covering all that territory. I think you want one of the faster guys, either Eaton or Michael A. Taylor out there, but definitely some tough decisions to make. As you mentioned, uh, Adams and Mark Reynolds now, I assume Mark Reynolds is going to come down to earth at some point, but so far he's been pretty impressive since he came back here. Maybe the league forgot to not throw him fastballs or maybe he made <laughs> some improvements over <laughs> over the last couple of years, but Right now, they have a really nice platoon there with Mark Reynolds and uh, Matt Adams at first base. Ryan Zimmerman working his way back. Uh, he hasn't started rehab assignment yet, so he's not close as uh, some of the others. Daniel Murphy, Goodwin, and now Eaton going out there. But at some point, Zimmerman's going to come back. At some point, he's making a lot of money. At some point, he has a long history with this team, and you're going to have to make that decision. I wouldn't want to be the guy who has to tell Ryan Zimmerman we're going to stick with those two at first. I'd I, I, I can't see Davey Martinez doing that, honestly. I think they're going to give Ryan Zimmerman an opportunity to go out there and show he can play again. But right now they have a pretty productive first base platoon there, and it's going to be tough for Ryan Zimmerman to work his way back into that, I think. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, you, you know that I'm I'm a, a, a huge fan of Zim. Uh, he, he was the only thing worth watching on this team for so many years, and he deserves – every possible success and chance that this team can provide with him. But know that I say this with love, Zim, take your time getting well, make sure you're a hundred percent, take as many reps as you need. All those ABs, you didn't get them in spring, get them in Hagerstown or wherever. Just, just saying, let, let Reynolds play his way off the team before off the, the big league club before uh, maybe we play your way onto it. I'll also note that as big as a Wilmer Defoe fan as, as I am, I don't think there's any controversy when Daniel Murphy is able to come off there. I think that one we can 
all agree Daniel Murphy goes back when he's ready to go back there. Uh, some of these other ones are really tough decisions. I don't know that that one necessarily is. Uh, they made one tough decision today, Ryan Madsen back in the bullpen. Uh, it's a tough situation for it's a first-time manager, so you might want to go back to the old Matt Williams thing and say this guy hasn't figured out how to use his bullpen yet. They've also played a lot of close games, which everyone has noted. Uh, Sammy Solis in particular, Ryan Madsen's been used a lot, but Sammy Solis, one more appearance and he's going to match his total appearance from last year, uh, 30 games out of the bullpen in the first two months. He's gone 29 times out there. Uh, it's tough. They made a tough decision today, sent Trevor Gott down, Ryan Madsen's back, but you got to get some of the other guys out there working, get a little more confidence in them because Ryan Madsen pitched in three or four games in Arizona before he got injured. He's also 37 years old, which as someone who is slightly older than him, I'm not going to call <laughs> him old, but in baseball years, he's old. Uh, you want him and Doolittle both have history, injury histories that you have to be concerned about. And, they have to get the guys back in the bullpen healthy. Uh, they got to make some decisions once they do. Uh, Tim Collins has been impressive out there. Justin Miller as well. But there's going to be a crunch out there as well when they get all these guys back. And you want to be able to keep everyone healthy and keep them out there. I don't know if they're going to be moving people up and down to keep everyone kind of well-rested going forward. But some tough decisions out there too. And tough way to thing to handle for a, a rookie manager. Uh, Matt Williams didn't do it particularly well when he was here. And because of that, uh, I can't remember who it was, but one of them introduced the term dry humping to me, which is this process of warming a reliever <laughs> up and not using him, which is as good as using them essentially. But uh, it's something they have to look at going forward here because the, the A bullpen essentially is getting a lot of use so far this year. Yeah, it, it certainly is. You know, I, I've got the, the pitcher use chop chart up here. Uh, doesn't doesn't have Madsen back on it, but uh, last uh, over the last week, Doolittle's thrown almost 60 pitches. Kinsler's thrown just over 60 pitches. Okay, in a lot of close games, but you know, leaning hard on those guys. Uh, not really someone someone else there who has earned the confidence of the manager to get put in those highest leverage spots in the eighth and ninth uh, in the, in the one run game, the two run game, you know, when, when someone comes on uh, most of those decisions that Davies made up to, up to this point have worked. I mean, I, I don't really have any complaints with his in-game reliever usage. It's that more long-term, how do you keep everyone healthy? How do you keep everyone rested? So they're ready to go when you want to lean on them. That's just, that's the much tougher part of managing uh, spreading the workload, giving guys days off when maybe the game situation doesn't merit it uh, so that you can have a, a healthy rested bullpen for the entire season. I mean, sometimes, sometimes the game isn't going to cooperate with you, but trying to, to thread that needle is tough and, if the Nats have to play some shenanigans with moving people up and down or like, like I guess uh, the, the Dodgers have at various points, people getting fastball-itis and going on and off the DL for the minimum stint constantly just to, to keep things shuffling around, you know, it, it may come to that. One more thing I'd like to note before we wrap 
here just because I looked it up. Davey Martinez might qualify as his first humble brag of the year. Talked about how he really liked hitting in Oriole Park at Camden Yards when he was there. Uh, I just took a look at it just for the sake of looking at it. He had a 354, 436, 465 career line and 119 career plate appearances in the Orioles' home. <laughs> Next time oh, I baby. talked to him, uh, I wish they were still there, so I could have asked him about that, but I didn't get a chance this week. I apologize for the rambling nature of this show. I had a very wonderful plot set up with a whole list of topics I wanted to talk about, none of which are accessible at the moment. Hopefully the game thread goes up at 7 o'clock, but I'm going to eat dinner, so I don't care. If it doesn't go up, it doesn't go up. Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Tano Roark versus Sean Newcomb on the mound in uh, SunTrust Park coming up at 7.35 tonight. Nats try to make it 11 straight on the road after sweeping uh, the last three series. Yeah, three series going back to Arizona, yeah. Miami, and, and the Orioles, so... Try to keep it going. First place Nationals against the second place Braves. Wade always should have been. Nice to talk to you <laughs> again, sir. Again, apologies for the rambling nature of this, but SB Nation, as I do for all things. Talk to you soon. Go Nats.